Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. I am back live in studio. I'm happy to be here, especially happy to be out of the heat for just a few minutes uh, because it's been hot. and uh, (laughs) It's been hot, and today with me I have Matt Mastin from our Federal Waste Store. Matt, thank you so much for coming in, man. I appreciate that I can uh, always lean on you when uh, I have a last-minute ask. And you're just there for me. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Um, I'm willing to do it. And uh, I'm just happy that it's the first time in my life I've been called hot. <laughs> uh, we got a lot going on this weekend. It's uh, July 4th is tomorrow, so uh, all the Zamzo's locations will be closed. So if you got some backyard projects that you're working on or you know other things that you're working on that are in your lawn or garden, today is uh, the day to get that stuff done or at least picked up because tomorrow we are closed. And I'm sure everybody's going to want to hang out for the holiday uh, and might have a lot of people uh, on the road. I, don't, I haven't really heard the travel reports to see if a lot, a lot of, people, of people. I think a lot of people are leaving today. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about going fishing a few times this week, and every time I was like, ah, it's, it's, hot. it's really hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> I know I'm going to be in the water, but. Uh... One of the few times you can catch an already boiled fish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. As I mentioned, we are closed tomorrow, so if you've got a few things uh, you definitely want to consider picking up before uh, you know, today we are open till six o'clock today. So if you've got a dog that uh, really does not enjoy fireworks, we do have some options for you uh, that may help uh, calm them down a little bit, help them kind of get through the night. And especially, I know you know tonight and tomorrow, I'm sure there's going to be lots of stuff going on. I know we're uh, having Fourth of July or celebrating over my brother and sister-in-law's house because they've got horses, and uh, they're always worried about the horses spooking when right. it comes to that. Well, and, we and, and we and let's be honest, people are going to set fireworks off on Monday too. Yeah, right. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, they, fireworks could happen. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed in Idaho, they could happen like at any random right. point in time. I heard some last night. So, <laughs> so uh, we do have some plenty of options for those. Uh, if your uh, dog is easily spooked or needs you know something a little extra to help them get through the next few nights, we do have some options there for you. Um, as well as this is the last day of our Fundamentals and Grimmensy's dog food sale, which uh, the Fundamentals is our new line of dog food that uh, just came out a couple 
Well, it's been out for a, about a month or so now. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of our, our big unveiling of the the line. So, um, if you're, it's like the first time you're able to go visit the newborn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you've been, uh, you know, and fundamentals is a, a you know an interesting dog food in that it's really trying to, uh, we're we're looking at people that. Uh, Stepping up from something that they might have been buying from the grocery store, right. you know, there's Absolutely. a lot of a lot of foods that uh, they have a lot of fillers. They have those, you know, corn and they have wheat and a lot of soy and things that just can tend to cause a lot of allergies. And fundamentals fixes a lot of those, and it's at a great price. It's a great introductory price right now, and even after the sale, it's still a really good price for a good dog food. Yep, and you know, it's uh, when it gets hot like we are right now, and just any summer, dogs eat less. Yeah. So it's important that they're their foods is a little bit more nutrient dense, Absolutely. a little bit better for them. Absolutely. And if we're going to have so many backyard barbecues, you got to watch out for those cow patties and landmines <laughs> that they leave all over the place. Absolutely. And it helps with that as well. So, uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the lawn and garden. So let's get into some of that stuff. I'd like to talk, you know, um, I, so I, I was, I, I had last week off. I actually took a week of vacation and so I feel like I'm a little bit kind of out of the loop as to what been, what's been going on. But then as I kind of talk to you and, you know, just driving around, looking at lawns and plants and, and answering some questions on Facebook. I'm like, nah, I, I know what's going on. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. You know, and it, it, I feel bad sometimes when you're talking with people and they're like, what happened? I'm like, it's hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, it's yeah. There's always those. There's, some, there's a heat stress. <laughs> yeah. There's that. There's that answer. That's like, it's not. It's not super productive because right. we don't have, you know, we can't stop it from being hot. But it's, like, it's like for us, my skin got red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's done. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of things we can do to prevent and a lot of things we can do to correct. And uh, and so we're going to get into some of those things for the lawn and the garden. Uh, particularly, I want to start with the lawn because I yep. feel like that's kind of where I'm seeing a lot of stuff start to show up. I think it's one of the things we probably notice really quickly, really early, you know, lawn stress. And there's a handful of things. And what I've always found is that it, it a lot of things kind of go in with each other like right. you know if you've got a water stressed lawn either too much or too little you you know you're very easily going to see some of those other problems start to arise yeah weeds and bugs are just symptoms of a weakness in your lawn yeah something's like, going uh, on yeah true true like healthy lawns very minimal weeds and bugs yeah just because hey those are predators right. they only go after the weak Right, and what's interesting is that those bugs typically are are active before now. They are were down in the ground, you know, last month, mm -hmm. but it wasn't as hot. We didn't, you know, we were it, there wasn't as much uh, stress on the grass, and so it was able to keep up with it. But then you get the heat wave, the bugs kind of go into overdrive. They reproduce much faster, and now you have water stress on top of it, and so those problems show up almost yep. overnight. You'll start yep. to see and it happens thing. exponentially. Yeah, and it just keeps getting worse. So looks like we got a phone call from. Mark in Nampa. Let's go ahead and talk to Mark. How can we do? How can we help you today? Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I have. Uh, I've got some areas in my in my yard that are uh, getting starting to get a little bit brown. Not you know really brown, but getting there. And uh, I'm wondering if I should increase my my watering a little bit as far as the time. Because currently I'm doing it at 30 minutes. A day, three times a week. Yeah, I think I think that would be the best place to start. Um, is increase your time. Typically, right now, I like to be, especially in a sunny spot, I like to be closer to sixty minutes. Even in my biggest part of my lawn, 
that is full sun all day. I'll even go 80 minutes, um, especially if you're doing it three days oh. a week. Congratulations to you on spacing out your watering, though. That's perfect. You've got the timing, like the number of days, just just spot on. So right now, just increase that time, um, particularly on the sunnier spots and the spots that are using um, the gear-driven sprinklers, the ones that just rotate back and Got forth. Those I, need don't, to... I don't have any gear-driven. They're all pop-ups. Okay. So then you won't – yeah, and that's that's pretty – you probably don't need to be around 60. I would go to maybe 45. There you go. Um, I think that would probably oh, okay. probably do well. If you just got pop-ups, they don't need as long as the gear drives because they're not covering as large a space. What, what time of day are you uh, watering? Um, I usually start watering about 6 in the morning. Okay. okay. And I've got six zones. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah, 4 to 7 seems to be kind of the sweet spot in the morning so when the evaporation yeah. rate is at its lowest. So you're going to get the most out of right. the most efficient use of that water. So I, now, would, I was oh, I was told I was thinking that maybe I'd start watering at night, but I was so, I, I heard some by somebody that watering at night may not be such a good idea because you know it may not I don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a couple of reasons why watering at night usually isn't the best plan um, in the heat and watering at night it can kind of be you're kind of asking for a lawn fungus. Um, and, and I know it seems like, oh, if we wait for the evening, it'll be cooler. It's actually one of the hottest times of the day because it's been hot all day. Well, yeah. So it's not the most efficient yeah. use. So, I yeah. mean, that's kind of, okay. So if you're, if you're okay. watering in the morning and you're getting good pressure, then stick with that. The only times I'd really recommend switching to the night is if you're, you know, in a big subdivision and everybody's watering at the same time, then you got to switch it up some because you need that pressure to get out there. So I would stick with the time of day right. you're watering. I think you're doing just fine there. Increase the time, but also keep an eye on some of those other things because, uh, you know, using something like the water audit kit would be helpful. Um, and even I, I've done two videos uh, in the last uh, couple weeks. One is using that water audit kit, and the other one was how to take a sample of your lawn. Um, so check those out on YouTube. Watch those. They're just a couple minutes long. It'll show you how to use the water audit kit and how to use how to take a sample and look for chinch bugs or grubs because those are both things like we were mentioning oh. can be kind of go hand in hand with that water stress. So if you're fixing one and you still have the other, it's still going to keep doing damage. But watering is the first thing to do because you're not paying any money for it. I mean. Not directly, but yeah, right. you're not, you're not right. putting yeah. out bucks right away. Um, so you're going to get that result. And the other thing I like to do, too, is don't be afraid to add, you know, just run the sprinkler again. You know, just kick it on one more time, uh, you know, on an off day. Just make sure you flood it. I've got a spot that I'm always dealing with that, uh, you know, I just can't quite get the sprinkler right. And what I do is I just take the hose and I just leave it there for like half a day. And you know what? I don't have to worry about it again for a couple of weeks. You know, get that really soaked in there real good. I see. Okay. And would it be a good idea? Because I put down the the, the lawn food uh, last last month, toward the end of last month. Would it be a good idea to put down Humagreen, even though it's this hot? Absolutely. Well, so Humagreen's built to be put down at this time of the year. You just always want to do it very early in the morning or later in the evening okay. and watered in very, very well. It's heavy and it's black. It's going to attract that sunlight. And so as long as you're watering it in, you can you can absolutely do it. And that will help with that water retention. And 
it's going to green up your lawn. It's yeah. Make it look green even if it doesn't want to be. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All Anything right. else we can well, do for you, Mark? I don't believe so. You've helped out. So I, I will, uh, when I get home, I'll get that stuff taken care of. That's great. Have a great 4th of July. Appreciate the call. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll come back. we got Doug on the line, so we'll talk to Doug. And we'll be right back here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBY. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And let's face it, Americans love fireworks. But your animals, not so much. That's why the 4th of July is one of the busiest times at most animal shelters. You see, dogs have sensitive hearing. So when they hear a loud noise, they sometimes freak out, jump the fence, and run. But Zamzo's carries a line of safe and natural liquids that can calm your dog till the fireworks are over. Just place a few drops on a biscuit or in their food or water and keep them inside, away from the noise. Some of our stores also carry calming vests that work like a weighted blanket to calm your dog. And, of course, if your dog does run off, it's essential they have an up-to-date dog tag. So this 4th of July, keep your dog calm with our safe and natural drops or a special calming vest that works like a weighted blanket. And give your dog less stress and more love from Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including State Street, across from the golf course in Boise. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Matt Maston from our Federal Way location. And we're having a great time being in the uh, the cool studio here. Uh, looking forward to getting back out in the heat. Right, Matt? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Can't wait. I, was, uh, I thought the Boise River was just full, but it's just sweat. It's just everybody's sweat. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Good luck rafting. <laughs> that with that visual picture in your head now okay if you want to be a part of the show we'd love to talk to you give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI we have Doug on the line who's been waiting patiently Doug how are you doing happy 4th of July same you you guys appreciate um, it whitewater rafting is the best thing to do during the during this hot weather been there done that yeah I went up into uh, banks last weekend with some friends and got to ride the, ride the rapids. Um, I was calling about the, um, an idea with, uh, when you're with the sprinklers, the, the guy previously, um, brought that had that gave that to me in my mind. Um, Joe Prent even mentioned this morning, you know, when you're, you don't think your sprinkler is doing really a lot, turn up the percentage. Yeah, you know, you that's know that. one um I that's one I've never I've never messed with the percentage on a sprinkler clock. I know that is a a thing. Um I've never actually I've always just gone I'm like a all or nothing guy. Yeah, mine's <laughs> mine's always at 90. I've not so thought I, about that. You know, but you know there are some really cool uh products for like those rainbird clocks like you you can get like um water uh their rain sensors so like if it it mm-hmm. detects rain it's going to decrease how much water you have and um they're pretty it's pretty fast it's lots of different things i also the one thing i do uh uh for my, on my clock is i set multiple uh settings so i'll have an a and a b station 
Um, so I use my A station for like my main lawn watering and the flower beds at the same time. But then I use my B uh, for just the flower bed. So I'm actually watering my flower beds a little bit more often than I am on my uh, A schedule. So I have two different schedules. And that's another way to kind of play around with if you've got a stress spot. Change up that, that you know, those schedules if you have a clock that has that ability. Uh, getting a second schedule on there can can make a huge difference. I think some of them even have a third. You can have A, B, and C schedules. So that's something I, that you can I, do as well. I have six stations, and I run run the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, like yeah. the last guy was saying. And it's 35 minutes for the, the sprinklers and 25 for the drip system. Yeah. And yeah, do that Monday, a, Wednesday, and Friday. And that's a great schedule. I think that's uh, for, especially when you got those pop-ups, like we were mentioning, those pop-ups don't need quite Yeah, as I do much. have pop-ups. Yeah. I've got it, big, it helps, big lawns with some. It helps to keep them all, um, keep the, around the sprinkler heads trimmed. But I get, I get these um, dry spots in my lawn where the sprinkler, the water isn't hitting. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go up through and put some flags on it so I know where the, heads are and then trim around it yeah and sometimes it's worth uh digging them up and raising them too if you haven't done that for a while i've visited a customer uh, a couple weeks ago actually it's been about a month now i really need to check in on him that's what happens when you take a vacation yeah, he hasn't he hasn't get, sent me an email back saying anything was good or worse so i i, I can't uh, i'm not sure what I, I hope it's better but uh that was one of the big things we noticed with his lawn when we were walking through his sprinklers is a lot of them were just too low and they weren't popping up enough and going as far as they should be so that's another thing to check as well is if it hasn't been if it's been you know five or six years uh raising those sprinklers up uh, could be a, b- a big deal. And sometimes it could be on the first, it's, you know, the, the, the after install, a lot of times those will settle and you'll, you'll have an issue. It's, so. it's, it's been, I had this, um, one sprinkler head readjusted from someone a couple of years ago. And now I'm noticing that a little white ring around, um, the base of the, um, sprinkler, uh, the body, um, mm. is kind of cracked. Oh, so it waters, coming out of that so i'm gonna to have to cut around the lawn the the head and pull it out and get it go get a new one yeah yeah those um maybe put an extender on it that's a good idea as well yeah if you're getting yeah if you get an extender you do have to go deeper which is you know just a little bit extra you have to do there but yeah those some, yeah. you know they're, they're always going to break down and over time they, they just don't work as well so um, i usually feel like i get about three three or four years out of most of them and then i got to Get hmm. a new one in there. So, all right. Thanks. I, I try to go every couple of years and clean all the filters. Yeah, yeah. That's another one. Yeah, and that's another one you should check as well if you're noticing issues, uh, especially if you know. A lot of times we turn them on and we see they're working, and it's just not quite enough. So. All right. Thanks for the call, Doug. We appreciate that. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We're talking about watering. We're going to talk about a few other things here. So we're talking about heat stress in the lawn. starting to see a lot of bugs uh, showing up. You getting in, uh, Matt, I think you mentioned you're getting a lot of uh, lawn samples coming. Lots of lawn samples. Yeah. Is know, it, is which there... is great. Which is great. You know, it's like, it's always easier to help, you know, a, properly identify what issues you have right. with the sample. You yeah. Know? Pictures can be such a difficult thing to look at. You yeah. Know? And, and they're not looking, they're not taking the picture of what we're look, looking yeah. for, you know? Yeah. And, uh, cause sometimes when they take a picture, I'm like, Oh, it looks pretty green. Yeah. So, so right. 
but yeah, lots of samples. You know, um, the lawns are stressed, like we were talking about earlier, and man, chinch bugs are come are they're they're out in force. Yeah, and they need to be taken care of because they're going to be doing a lot more damage. <laughs> right. If you don't do anything, they're going to just keep going through the entire lawn. They're not going to stop. There's no reason for them to. Right. I mean, I mean, it's just a buffet now. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely want to get some. We got lots of options for that. I think the best one is probably the chinch bug control. Applying Absolutely. that right now. Quick tip on the chinch bug control: if you do, if you're doing the uh, the granular one, what I like to do is water the lawn for just a few minutes first, then put the chinch bug control down, and then water it in again. What that does is chinch bugs tend to stay, hang out a lot in the thatch layer of the grass, and the chemical that's going to kill the chinch bug in that product is a uh, pyrethrin based which do not like to travel through organic material. So it doesn't mm. like to travel through the thatch of the lawn. So if you water it first, it actually brings those bugs up out of the thatch. So when you water a second time, helps that water get right on and get that chemical on them. So, I did not know that. Well, there you go, Matt. I got you a new see, I was today. See, I was always concerned that if you watered first and then you pushed your spreader through it, it would make the chemical stick to the spreader. Uh, well, you know, it might do a little bit of that. but just wash it off. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> You'll get plenty of it out there. That's true. But, you know, if even if you're using a liquid one, it's a good a good right. way to do that, too. You know, just water. It doesn't need much. Just like about five, ten minutes. And mm-hmm. It just helps bring those bugs out because they're not going to want to be in the thatch. The water's going to get into that thatch, and it's gonna they're going to need to come up for air. Well, and the other important thing with the with the chinch bug control is that because it has the imidacloprid in it, it's going to prevent it for three months from coming right. back. So. Yeah. So you're getting longer control with that one as well, which is fantastic. So. Yeah, chinch bugs are uh, become bigger and bigger problem. It seems like year after year. You know, it used to be just grubs is what we the only mm-hmm. thing I ever remember dealing with, and then slowly but surely, chinch bugs have become more and more and more. Well, you know, we always talk about how crabgrass gets blamed for everything. Yeah, I think that's how grubs are now. Yeah, everybody's I got grubs. Right. You know, it's like well, maybe you yeah. know, let's take a look at it. And yeah. When you can't pull, when those roots are still intact, right? But everything's just kind of browning and folding over right chinch bugs can do quite twice as much damage yep absolutely so all right we're going to go to a quick break we'll come back if you want to be a part of the show give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI the zamzo's garden show will be back right here on news talk 670 kboi Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and when the temperature is approaching or hitting 100 degrees, the most crucial thing your lawn, garden, and pets need is water. For your animals, they need a constant supply of fresh water. At Zamzo's, we have water bowls, fountains, and automatic dispensers that work great. Most lawns need one inch of water two to three times a week, and all your sprinkler heads need to be working and adjusted for proper coverage. In your garden, too much water on your tomatoes can cause blossom end rot. So stop by your nearest Samzo's and let us explain the best way to water each crop. Remember, all lawns, gardens, and pets also need good nutrition. So apply some Zamzo's Humagreen to your lawn, Zamzo's Thrive to your garden, and feed your pets a quality food like Grandma Z's. Our expert help and advice is free. So if you have questions, come see us. Because since 1933, when it comes to helping you grow better, nobody knows like Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Matt Maston from our Federal Waste Store, and we're talking about the heat. I'm sure everybody's sick and tired of talking about the heat right now. 
but it's still hot, so I guess we got to keep talking about it. So you know what? I can, At least it's not humid. Yes, that's true. I'll tell you. So I was in Portland last weekend for a wedding, and uh, it was Ooh, no. <laughs> it was the hottest day. I was outside for a wedding on the hottest recorded day in Portland history. And uh, I tell you what, I never appreciated a dry heat as much as I did this last weekend. It was, it is so much nicer. Well, you're you're here. like you're like me. Sometimes you regret the long hair when it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> might have to buzz it off today. Uh, no, I'm pushing forward with my hair. I'm going long. <laughs> We're gonna get it there. So, hey, so it's hot. We got a lot of stuff going on. I want to talk. One, this is one that's been coming up pretty often. Uh, a lot of people asking: Is it safe to apply the lawn Zamzo's lawn food and or Zamzo's Humigreen right now? I see a lot of people asking that question, and um, the, you know the the fast answer is yes. But I wanted to kind of get into why it's okay. Right. I think, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people that have been using the lawn program, you know, or applying our products for a long time, you know, they've been through it all. They've applied it. They've asked that question already. But we're seeing a lot of people asking it, and I think it's a lot of people that are kind of new to the program, or you know, just starting it, trying it for the first time, or trying it again. Or just, you know, it's been a weird year. Yeah. It's been a weird couple of years, let's be honest. That's true. And, you know, our schedules are thrown off. And, you know, I think this last Memorial Day, we were very excited for things to seem a little bit more normal. And yeah, some people forgot. Yeah. <laughs> some people forgot. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, very true. Um, and and we, did, we haven't had an extended heat spell like this, I think, right. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing that 100 degree plus uh, for over a week is always – Something that just, you know, raises concern, especially when it's this early. You know, usually in, you know, middle July, August, you know, it's a little more common. But having it, you know, the end of June seems kind of uh, a little daunting. But, uh, you know, so I wanted to try to get into that a little bit. If you have a question, I'd love to talk to you. If you have something else going on in your lawn and garden, you want to ask us a question, we'd love to help you out. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So, uh, the biggest difference between Zamzo's, well, there's a lot of differences between Zamzo's lawn products and, you know, the national brand products. And the biggest one is that the lawn food is naturally slow releasing. Yes. It is not a water soluble fertilizer. So when you look at some of the natural, uh, excuse me, the national brand uh, fertilizers, those are what, what, what you would call water soluble fertilizers, which means when you apply them to the soil, uh, and then water them in as you're supposed to, they're immediately taken up by the plant because there's water there. They need the water, fertilizers in it. They have to take the fertilizer as well. You're kind of force feeding the lawn or any plant with those products. Uh, essentially, you're making them feed. Right. I've always equated it to basically like injecting steroids. Yeah. Like- you're Or, yeah, you got an IV or, you know, you eat a meal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a similar situation. So, you you want to when you're using those you have to be very careful with hot temperatures because if the grass doesn't our lawn doesn't want to do a lot of growing right now but if you're using a chemical based fertilizer with water it has to take in the fertilizer so it's doing something that it doesn't want to do and you're going to make your you're going to make it so you have to mow your lawn more right and stress it out more exactly and- and hey, I don't know about you guys, but I really don't want to mow the lawn more than I have to right now. <laughs> right, I don't know about you guys, but my son does not want to wa- mow the lawn more right now. <laughs> I had to drag him out of bed this morning to do it. So uh, my wife tells me it's it's child abuse to make my one year old try to mow the lawn. So I was like, you know what? He's got to start pulling his keep. <laughs> I never got to live rent free. You know, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> he can't reach the handle yet, Matt. That's not true, actually. Oh. But yeah, 
Yeah, he might only be one years old, but he is two and a half, three feet tall. <laughs> well, he's a big boy. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so you, Mo, uh, where was I at? So you, <laughs> sorry, you, you, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got, a I got crazy not wanting to mow the lawn. I'm not. I don't want to mow it. Uh, I'm with you there. So uh, the lawn food is naturally slow releasing. That was the point I was going to get to. So when you apply lawn food, it takes it time to break down. It actually has to get eaten up by bugs. It has to break down and start to decompose essentially before those elements are getting into the lawn to a place that it can use. As long as it's spread out thoroughly, spread out evenly, and you don't have piles of it and you water it in, it's going to start doing its thing and it's not going to burn your lawn. So you can feel good and safe about putting the lawn food down this time of year. It's half the amount of nitrogen, so it's very little nitrogen and it's not and it's not going to make the force feed the grass when it doesn't want to. So if you haven't fertilized and you want to use lawn food or humigreen, you do need to get some lawn food down first. You can actually still apply them at the same time because humigreen has very little nitrogen in it. It's not even really like we, we barely call it a fertilizer. Right. It's more of a soil conditioner with it's a, a, fert. a supplement. It's a fert. <laughs> it's not a fert. It's not, a, <laughs> not an izer. <laughs> uh, so you can still apply both of those things right now at the same time, and you're not going to be overdoing it. It's going to be really good for the lawn. Um, and the best thing about humigreen right now is it's going to hold on to that water. So what yes. you do when you do water, it's actually holding onto it. It's making it better. It's lasting it. You're being more efficient with your watering. And, uh, and people that have been doing the like humigreen multiple times a year for years yes. will tell you there is a huge difference when it comes to watering. You can get away with a lot, Absolutely. a lot of stuff when you're not, uh, when you're applying that humigreen on a regular basis. And I, I, will always encourage people to do extra humigreen. Yeah. Extra humigreen. It, you, it's, it just does so many wonderful things yeah. for your lawn. Yeah, and, and watering is just one of them. Keeping right. it green without causing growth is another one. Absolutely. So getting those down right now are totally fine. You're safe to do it. It's not going to overdo the grass. It's not going to burn it. Just, like I said, apply it evenly, water it in. It's probably good to do it in the morning as well. Right. Um, or in the evening, I, I was looking at a customer on uh, our Facebook group uh, said they've for years applied it at night and let it water in the next morning mm -hmm. um, and never had a problem. So mm -hmm. just the main thing is that you're applying it evenly, getting it spread out well and, and getting that water on it before too long. And it's going to be safe to use. And it's going to be great for the grass. Right. It's going to keep it growing, keep it looking nice, uh, really reduce those stress situations. Yeah, we often, you know, when we're talking about human green and lawn food and all those things, you know, we're often very simplistic. We're like, it's nitrogen and the phosphorus, but there's yeah. so many other things right. that are in those formulas to help the lawn that you need them. Like yeah. You need it. Right. And we particularly need it just because of our soils. Our soils right. are deficient in a lot of those things. And we're uh, we're getting those things with uh, the lawn food and the humigreen. So, hey, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Matt Mastin from our Federal Waste Store. Are you seeing any other... Um, Bug issues aside from in the lawn, Matt. Um, I'm I'm sure that most people listening are just like both of us. Um, an earwig might have <laughs> seen, you know, an earwig might have worked its way inside the house. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just we, you know, we're seeing we're seeing earwigs, we're seeing spiders trying to get inside, we're seeing squash bugs in the garden. Yeah, you know, it's it's hot, and 
they're looking for reprieve from the heat just like we are. Yeah, absolutely. And they're looking for water. Yeah. And they're looking for places to get those things that they need. If they can find something that's cooler, mm-hmm. they're absolutely going to go towards right. it. So uh, we definitely have a lot of options for some of those uh, things that you can do out in the lawn and garden. And uh, for earwigs, I want to say I uh, the bug and slug is still my my, my go-to. That's when my you, go-to as well. When you can use the bug and slug just about anywhere because it's organic, you can use it in the flower beds, mm-hmm. vegetable garden, whatever you want. It's it's a tremendous problem. And our and our creepy crawly works as a great barrier for the house. For the house, yeah. For the house. Like if yeah. you just like if you're listen, let's be honest, they're gross. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they look disgusting. I mean, you know, it's it's a big pincer coming out of their butt. Like let's just <laughs> let's keep them outside. And, you know, it's like but creepy crawly around the house, you'll be good. Trust us. Uh yeah. So there's yeah, lots of stuff that we can do for that. The creepy crawly home pest control. Do we have the home pest control in stock? We do. Okay, so that's another yeah. really good one as well. Especially, uh, you know, once we start getting into fly season, those are going to be really helpful. That's... Stop talking about it. Don't, don't. Things have started earlier this year. Please don't jinx it. Do you think it. I have that power to call yeah. upon the flies? Hey, I don't know what you, hey, you control the media right now. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Do we have time to go ahead and take the call here? It looks like we got Mark and Nam. Is this the same Mark that called earlier? Or is this a different Mark? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. All right. All right. This is Mark, too. <laughs> I just had one more question about sure, the sure. Uh, human green. Yeah. Um, in my backyard, all along my fence line coming out, oh, probably four to five feet, is a uh, landscaped area with bushes and whatnot. Mm. Is is it going to hurt anything to get that human green out into the landscaped area? Uh, no. No, no. Please do it. Yeah, no, not yeah. at all. That, uh, when we were talking, when we were talking earlier about all the great things that Human Green does, Human Green is phenomenal for trees and shrubs and landscaping stuff too. Yeah, even your vegetables. It's, yeah, it's good. It's for abs- It's basically like concentrated oh. compost. Yeah, yeah. Just if you think of it as oh. concentrated compost, it's great for your garden beds. Like when you're going to put your, uh, if you have a raised bed and you're going to put it to, to rest for fall and overwinter it, if you put some Human Green in there, oh man, you'll just do great things in in spring. Good to know. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely no problem letting that get into your flower beds. Uh, It's going to do the same, Mm -hmm. you know, work in those areas as it is in the lawn. Some people people come in and they say, I've got a bunch of extra humigreen. And I was like, no, you don't. You just haven't used it yet. (laughs) I was like, please go use it right now. There is no such thing as extra (laughs) humigreen. Just go use it. Yeah, or, you know, putting it in your compost pile, too, is another really good application for it. So really no no end to maybe not drinking it. I wouldn't do that. Right. Uh, Or, you know, cooking with it. But just about anything else when it comes to the lawn and garden, you're going to be in good shape. Or, yeah, yeah. around trees, please. Yeah, Yeah. just get it out there, water it. So that's why. So I can't drink it to grow hair. No, no, no. That's what Thrive is for. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Thanks for the call, All Mark. Right. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. We got to go to a break. We're going to come back for one more segment. Segment. We have John on the line. John, please stay on hold. We will be right back to take your call here on the Zamzos Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzos Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk six seventy KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and if you're new to the Boise area, you may not know that Zamzo's has been formulating high-quality, locally-sourced feeds for animals for 88 years, and that we have our own line of premium pet foods for dogs and cats. Well, I'm proud to introduce you to three new members of our family of foods, the new Zamzo's Fundamentals line for dogs. 
There are three flavors, chicken and barley, turkey and barley, and our new white fish and barley for dogs. The whole idea behind Fundamentals was to offer a line of foods that featured quality fundamental ingredients that dogs love, but at a price that makes sense. And now through July 3rd, you can try Zamzo's Fundamentals and save $8 off the already low price, making a 30-pound bag of Zamzo's Chicken or Turkey Fundamentals only $29.99. And if you're feeding Grandma Z's dog food, it's also on sale for $8 off a bag. So for the best dog food on the market, feed Grandma Z's from Zamzo's. But for a great dog food at a great price, try our new Fundamentals line from Zamzo's. But hurry, this introductory offer ends Saturday, July 3rd at all 13 Zamzo's. Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today has been Matt Maston, and uh, I'm happy to be here, happy to be talking to you all again. I was off last week, but I'm here now. Just a quick reminder, Zamzo's is closed. We are closed tomorrow uh, for the 4th of July holiday. Uh, so if you need some of those things for your pup right now or, you know, you want to do a little bit of extra work on your extra day off, pick that stuff up today. We will be open Monday, though. So stores will be open Monday, but we will be closed on Sunday. So we will be closed tomorrow. Open till 6 tonight. Uh, okay, looks like we got a call from John in Boise. John, how's it going? How can we help you today? Uh, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Our uh, irrigation district cut our water from uh, by 60%. Wow. So we're only getting 40% right now and our subdivision has a terrible or uh, has a terrible history of failed pumps. So mm. we're getting intermittent water. Mm. What would you recommend? Well, um Human Green is, you know, and I've, we've kind of been beating that drum for a while now, but I think, honestly, the best thing you can do right now is to get Human Green on the lawn mm-hmm. uh, because it holds on to moisture. It's going to help with okay. that water holding. So what water you yeah. do get out there is going to, you're going to save more of it. It's going to hold on to more of it. And you're not going to lose as much. It's going to help you be mo- much more efficient with the water you do have access to. Right. And then, yeah, you know. I'm having, I'm having to use house water right now to do okay. a lot of it. Yeah. So do that. And then I think the main thing is just um, water deep. You know, the you know I think our, our inclination a lot of times is to just, when we talk about conserving water, uh, you know, putting out a smaller amount, doing it more often, you're actually wasting lots of water when you do that because the water never gets to the, where the lawn needs it. Water deep, okay. water for a long time, get that soil saturated. Soil is this giant sponge, and it has tons of uh, ability to hold on to lots of water. Get that water in the soil, and it lasts for a long time. So water deep. And you, then you can go infrequently. You can start to water every you know couple of days. You don't have to water as much, and you don't have to worry about those times when the pump's not working because there's water still there mm-hmm. that for the grass to take in. And so you can go okay. for a longer time without more water, and and you'll be a lot more efficient with it. Like it's almost it's almost well, better. Like if you got if you could water for sixty minutes a week, it's almost uh-huh. better to do one hour of watering than 10 or than six 10 minute water exactly yeah because then you're getting the water deeper the roots are going to grow down deeper because they think water's down there and it's going to protect itself and build up that drought muscle yeah when it gets hot grass is drought muscle and i got a question can any of your uh, people at the zamzo stores help with uh, figuring out how to put in 
uh, more drought-resistant lawn? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's yeah. lots of ways to do it. I mean, when you've already got an established lawn, it makes it a little bit tougher because you're talking about you know you want to cut everything up and reseed it. Right. Um, what I would what I would do uh, to just kind of really get into that is go um, because the drought tolerant grasses will look considerably different and they need it. They have a few different requirements. What I, I think what I would do is um, either this fall or next spring, do a heavy uh-huh. thatch, thatch it like crazy. Thatching pulls up all the stuff that's in there or the power rake, they'll call it. Um, it pulls up all, all right. the dead stuff, but you also end up with lots of big patches where it's just not, you know, it's, it's dead stuff. Um, but it tends to pull up a lot of stuff and you get a lot of uh, soil exposure and then overseed with a, our drought top. We have a heat and drought blend, which is a blend of okay. uh, tall fescues, um, which just do better in drought situations. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to do that in the fall because those fescues take a long time to germinate. They're, um, you know, typically sure. like your perennial ryegrass is going to germinate in 10 to 14 days. Right. The uh, uh, fescues the, are like. 21, it's like, yeah, it's like 30, 20, 21 to 30, days, 30 yeah. days before it's going to come in. So, so like October, October would be a good time. I think you could do it before that. Even you could probably do it. Even. Like think about fair time, right? Um, okay. Uh, that happens at the end of August. August yeah. yeah. So the end of August oh, wow. is okay. a good time to do that. You know, do it in the end of August because then well, keep an eye on the weather. We should be typically historically we're cooling down at that point, mm. right? It's starting to get cooler and right. you can put that grass seed down by the time it comes up in 21 days. You're looking it's you know, August, September. It's the end of September. And you've still Perfect. got time for it to keep growing and establishing. And those, and those drought tolerant, the heat and drought tolerant mix is more tolerant to insects and disease as well. Yeah, it can oh, be. It, it's not, it, and just be warned, it's going to look different. Um, it's going to be yeah. typically um, a thicker bladed grass. It's going to be a little tougher on the foot if you're you know, used to walking around on a really nice soft grass it's going to be a little bit different but you, you, your your water saving is going to be it'd be substantial substantial yeah. yeah and in addition to that you right. know consider doing some aeration and top dressing and those sorts of things to get yes. more organic matter deeper into the soil um, as well as human green and those things mm-hmm. and, and you'll 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 start to really notice a huge difference Terrific. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, John. We appreciate it. And that's a that's a good topic to talk about, you know, just changing that up. I was trying to pay attention to some of those water or, you know, drought tolerant plants and uh, just noticing like the Carl Forest or uh, grass, just just knocking it out of the park right now. They yep. just look really good and they don't need much. They're doing fantastic. Lots of plants out there uh, that just don't need a lot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good idea to start switching over to some of those things and and there's a lot of beauty in those as well. Sometimes I think those those plants get a bad rap, but uh, there's lots of things we can do to help with that. So I think we're just uh, we're getting about, uh, out of time there. So I'm going to say, Matt, thank you so much again for uh, just being my uh, last-minute guy to call and come into the show. I appreciate you uh, taking the time away from your store. I'm always willing to be someone's <laughs> last resort. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and real quick, just again, we are closed. Amzo's is closed tomorrow. July 4th, we are open tonight till 6, so pick up your stuff here uh, before the end of the day. And uh, have a happy 4th of July. Have a safe 4th of July. Stay cool. And we will talk to you all next week here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI.
Hi, this is Josh Samzo. And Callie, do you know how easy it is to figure out what's causing your lawn to turn brown, no matter how much you water? No, Joss. How easy is it? It's a cinch. You mean a chinch, as in chinch bug. Well, that too. But what I mean is that after 88 years in business, we can correctly determine what bug is doing the damage just by looking at a turf sample. And that's the reason we ask people to bring in a one-foot turf sample that shows where the good lawn turns to bad. When you do that, our staff can usually see what's going on and do a quick test or two to see if the dead grass pulls out easily like with bill bugs or if the roots are still intact like with chinch bugs. And of course, Samzo's staff has multiple solutions for ants, earwigs, spiders, slugs, gnats, and other flying insects like yellow jackets, flies, or mosquitoes. And don't forget about aphids, tomato hornworms, and geranium bugworms. We'll nip them in the bud. Getting rid of any bugs a cinch, even if it's not a chinch. As long as you come to Samzo's. Nobody knows.